Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Yeah, it's Brendan Escott and Cam Moon with you this Friday afternoon as the Oilers and our main man Bob Stoffer are on the plane headed to Vancouver in advance of tomorrow's game against the Canucks. 8 o'clock puck drop on 630 Chad. Our coverage following the 6 30 news get to your um uh, fine <laughs> game day lineup report brought to you by mcguire financial that's what it's called and we'll get to that later on in the show because of course it is not a game day so it's our best stab at the lines for tomorrow in the meantime how's about we hear from one of the most dialed in men in hockey elliot friedman joins us each friday from ellie uh, from nhl hockey and rogers brought to you by abe's door service where service is their specialty visit abesdoor.ca Elliot, you're on with Brendan and Cam. How's it going today? I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing? Always a pleasure when Bob's in the air. A nice break for you, isn't it? <laughs> a chance to talk. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, that's going to get back to me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, listen, we had a heavyweight tilt uh, last night in Edmonton. Tampa is a great hockey team still. They are, are still the upper, upper echelon of the league. And yet, here's this Edmonton team that not a lot of people believed in a couple of weeks ago that just went toe for toe physically they went toe for toe on the scoreboard and they came out on the right side of things I, I thought it was uh, I you know I mean I was just coming back from Owen Sound um, where we were for a hockey day in Canada celebrations last night so I didn't see the game live but when I, I got back to the hotel I, I tried to watch as rewatch as much of it as I could and I was like wow this is I really miss one if I if I if I picked a game to miss, I picked a bad one. Uh, it was it was great to watch from what I saw. I, I could tell the building was really engaged. Uh, it was one of those games you love to have in front of your fans. And I think you said it really well, Brendan. I mean, Tampa Bay Tampa's a measuring stick. When when you play them, you're you're playing among the best of the best. And when they're engaged, uh, they're going to give you everything you can handle. And I think you said the key was was physically there. Like I, I do. Like my 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 heart goes into my throat when I see McDavid going down. Like a couple of the ways he did. I, I don't like that at all. I, I think it's I think it's bad for the game if he gets hurt like that. Um, but you know the fact is you guys didn't back down. You played hard. You know I'm. 
every year it seems like there's two weeks in the season where everything in Edmonton goes full hysteria. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, one of the things I think I like about what the way Ken Holland manages things is that he doesn't panic in those situations. And it looks like things have calmed down a little bit. It looks like the team is, has played a little bit better lately. And, you know, hopefully this is a sign that you guys are back in, uh, in gear because I think the worst thing you can do is panic when things are going badly. You are right. It doesn't take much to go from zero to full hysteria. <laughs> and it happens. <laughs> yeah. It does. It, uh, Elliot, yeah, you look at that Pacific Division. Uh, Oilers have closed the gap uh, to the top three. I mean, Colorado's got some games in hand. They're winning some games now as well. It, at least from my point of view, I'd like to hear what you have to say. As far as the Pacific Division, it looks like it could be anybody uh, finishing in the top three, like anybody well, of the top six teams. I agree with that. I, I mean, the one thing we're all waiting to find out here is is what's the situation with Mark Stone in, in Vegas. And uh, I, I think they were hoping to know around now, next couple of days, uh, how serious this is or isn't uh, with him. And uh, obviously, you know, depending on what happens there, that that looms very large with the Golden Knights in terms of losing an important player and what they might think they need to do to, to deal with that. So I, I think that's, that's a big one that looms large. Um, Look, I think Seattle, if anybody doubted them, I, I think you see the staying power now. Um, you, you can't doubt them after that incredible road trip they had. Uh, they, 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 they're faster. They're more talented. Uh, they, they play with good structure. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, Skinner and Campbell, like Skinner's an all-star. I'm really happy for him. It's, it's, it's a great thing for him. Like, those guys don't have to be great. You know, Cam, you played the position. I mean, you know, um, you know, you don't have to be great. You just have to, you have to make one more save than the other guy. And I, and I think we're getting to that point in Edmonton where that's starting to happen a bit more. Like I, I and and the other thing too is I just think that I I think you guys are going to add. Uh, I really do. I, I think you're going to add something, and I I just think that I I I look at this. I look at your team. And I just think they're going to get better. I, I really do. I think you guys are very much in this. Although Seattle right now, I mean, they seem to have this this mojo that's going extremely well for them. So let me ask you how much of Seattle's mojo, or even Vegas's mojo for that matter, has hinged on goaltending that has exceeded expectations. And the peripheral stats, Elliot, as you know, aren't necessarily favoring Martin Jones, who is yep. right up there in wins, but right down there in save percentage as well. And we've still got half a season to go. Maybe more faith in the, in the likes of Logan Thompson as, as the all-star goaltender, the other one from the Pacific Division. But it seems to me that there's some very particularly right at the top right now with some of those teams I I don't disagree with you on there like one of the things about the Kraken is they're 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 shooting five on five like I, I checked this last week if their if their percentage keeps up the NHL has been keeping five on five shooting percentage since 2000. I want to say it's nine ten. It's either eight nine or nine ten. Seattle was on is on course this year to have the best ever. They're they're, they're shooting like 11 percent at five on five, which would be the best ever in NHL history. And you always worry about regression and things like that. But when you're shooting like that, 
you can cover up a lot of problems and but you know i i do think it's a, i do think it's a concern i think everybody kind of wonders about that can they keep that up how does that affect them but the bottom line is i, I definitely think still they know where they, they know where they're supposed to be they know where to play and they are really talented offensively i don't know if that works in the playoffs but i, I think it can work in the regular season i'm looking over at the other side uh, Elliot and we haven't seen the Boston Bruins yet this year they haven't come down yeah. until we haven't gone there I, I'm guessing you get to see them a lot more than I do uh, yeah the, that's an amazing record it's incredible it's, it's incredible unbelievable uh, is, is that something that you think can continue uh, right through the season I mean, I, I keep saying no, but I keep getting, keep being told wrong. Like, yeah. I, I can't see a team playing at that percentage. Like, like, the best team I ever saw, with apologies to all those great Oilers teams, the best team I ever remember seeing was the 77 Canadians, and they're on they're on path to beat them. Like, I, I never thought, I, I never thought I would ever see anything like that in my life, uh, that a team could be on that kind of a tear. Um, you know, I the, the thing the the reason the reason I think it happens, guys, is that they're just like like we all have people we work with who are professional. Like that's a team of professionals. They they know how to prepare. They know what they need to do. They're very detail oriented. Like other teams know some of the stuff they're going to do, and they just can't stop it. And those guys take good care of themselves, and they show up to play. And uh, but even still, that doesn't explain this. Like it's 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 absolutely incredible. Jim Montgomery has unlocked them a bit this year. They play uh, a little more aggressively than they did before. Um, you know, it, it really. And I think they are going to add too. I, I I think that I think they're a bit limited by cap and health. But I think they're going to try. They don't know how many more runs they have with with the, with this Bergeron Krejci one-two punch down the middle. It's it's an unbelievable thing to watch. But I think they're going to add. It looks like Jim Montgomery is just getting the most out of some guys that, like Hampus Lindholm, for example. He was a great player in Anaheim, but this year is yeah. ridiculous. Linus Olmark in net was was projected to be, you know, an NHL starter, but maybe not at this level. He's wrestled that completely away from Jeremy Swayman, it seems. So I think you got to tip the cap to the coach there and say that he's been able to reach these players quickly and clearly effectively. Yes, you know, like like one of the things that the, some of the players have said was that that it, under Bruce Cassidy, uh, who's had a pretty good year in Vegas, um, the the defenseman wouldn't be allowed to do what they're doing this year. Like that's one of the things about Montgomery. Wherever he's coached, he's coached offense. Uh, offensive players do very well in, in his systems because he he believes as much as you've got to score goals as much as you prevent them. And all of the like the Boston players, I remember they came through here and we were talking about that. They had a game early in the year where like Lindholm went all the way down the ice in overtime and won a game and they were all laughing about how like that never would have happened. Uh, but Montgomery just allows it. And, and so I think that that's the kind of the thing there is Montgomery has always been as much about coaching offense as uh, as as coaching defense. Looking at uh, the Minnesota Wild, I don't. Um, Brendan and I were talking about it before the show about uh, Matt Dumba being a, a healthy yep. scratch last night. 
Elliot, do you think that's just, uh, is that just a one-off? Hey, we're, we're, we're mixing it up and it's a little, you know, kick in the pants for, for Matt to get going? Or is this kind of a precursor of uh, maybe looking to, to make a move? I think, uh, I, I think, look, Dumba <laughs> told reporters the other day, I heard, and I haven't seen the quote, but I heard about it, that uh, Garen, Bill Garen, the GM, had been really honest in saying that he might be traded, that that may happen. This was a hockey decision. I don't think, like, Dean Evison, when he spoke to reporters the other day after he scratched him, like, he basically came out and said, this is why I did it, and it was, you know, because of the way he played, and I just don't think you know, Everson would lie about that. I don't. I don't think you come out and you say, "Well, <coughs> excuse me, we're scratching him because of this, 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 and this," and then it turns out it was all because of the trade stuff. I, I think that was a hockey decision, but I do think, I do think it's possible Dumba's dealt as he's been told. But what I think it comes down to, guys, is the Wild want to win the Stanley Cup, and they're not going to make themselves worse. If if Matt Dumba gets traded, it's going to be because. They're getting something that, that makes them better, or it leads to another move that makes them better. He's not getting traded just for the sake of being traded. Uh, the Wild want to win a Stanley Cup this year. Chatting with uh, Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. He's from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Uh, we're going to get this sponsored by Halls before the end of the segment for you, Elliot. <laughs> you know, when I had when I had when I had COVID last year, it took me like four months to get rid of the cough. That's I'm just terrible. coming off a, a sinus infection, and I feel great, but I can't shake the cough. Well, appreciate you stepping up and doing this for us. <laughs> yeah, sometimes uh, you got to play hurt. Yeah, yep. playing that's, right. that's right. You know <laughs> it. Yep. Yep. Um, so turmoil in Vancouver, and that's really been the story of of things this year in Vancouver. They can't seem to gain any traction, not only in the standings, but in the way that things are going off the ice. I'm just reading here a tweet from Brendan Batchelor talking about how Bruce Boudreaux was emotional during his morning availability. I don't think he ever made it to the ice this morning in terms no. of being a a participant in the practice so what is the latest that you could provide us uh, the information as to what's going on in Vancouver how close are they to a coaching change and that sort of thing well I, I think the coaching change is going to happen I, I, and I think it's going to happen next week um, to, to uh, you know I, I think beginning of next week I think is when it's going to occur I think this has been really tough for a lot of people to watch I don't think anybody has really enjoyed the way that this has played out and I think the, the Canucks have taken a lot of heat for it uh, because people don't like the way that this has been done and so but I do think we're getting closer to it happening I mean um, uh, I think now the, the other thing that's picking up is is Horvat. I think there have been some conversations in the last couple of days. Um, i trying to pin down where it could be. I thought Seattle was maybe in it. Now I'm kind of hearing it's probably not them, not now. But I and it's I, I but I think there's a few teams there. I think um, you know I think some of the Eastern contenders are definitely around there, and I, I'm really curious to see where this goes because um, you know I don't know for sure that's going to happen this weekend, but uh, I, I know I'm not the only one who said that the talks have definitely uh, picked up. And so you're when you say an Eastern contender, Boston, Tampa, New Jersey, that type of thing. 
Well, I think I think Boston. I, I think they have interest. I just again, it's going to be a tough one for them to do. Tampa, I think would have interest, but I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. New Jersey is a team I wonder about. You know, Carolina is another one to watch. Um, you know, the Hurricanes have talked to them about it. Their history though is they don't like paying a lot for rentals. You know, they just lost Pacioretty last night. I haven't seen an update on him yet today. Um, you know, that's a huge loss for them. That's a guy they were really counting on. I, I'm curious to see if that changes their philosophy at all. But, you know, like, I, I do think those are some of the teams that uh, would have interest, yes. Got a feel for Bruce Boudreau, don't you? He's in... Uh, I, oh. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I, I, I really I don't feel like for it. Nobody, Nobody likes it. Nobody likes this. Nobody nobody wants to see it play out this way. Yeah, it's um it's been something. That was that was quite a quite a presser with uh, with Jim Rutherford there recently though, I thought. Yeah. yeah. And Boudreaux got really emotional this morning too. Um it was uh it was you know it's it's hard like yeah. In this job you you're hired, you get fired, but you know there's there's ways it should happen. Talk to me about potential destinations here as as we near the trade deadline, Elliot, for guys out of Chicago. Obviously, there's been some rumblings here about Jonathan Taze for a little while. Uh, that one's going to be a tough deal no matter who ends up making it, but it seems like there's some West Coast, or not West Coast, but West Conference teams that would be interested, maybe Colorado even getting in on that. I know Oilers fans would hate to get beaten to the punch on that one, but again, it seems to me like there's going to have to be a third-party broker. So how... Uh, what are you hearing, I guess, recently in terms of what those two superstars in Chicago might end up looking like? Well, I think Kane, it's still health, uh, health to be determined on that one. Uh, I, I think it's hard to say. Um, you know, he's got a hip issue, and uh, I think everybody's wondering, you know, what how, how that's going to play out. So I'm still waiting on that one. I think with Taves... Um, I, like, I, I've heard, like, I've asked some teams, they think it's probably going to be like a a second or a third round pick for him. Um, that's what they think the market is. We'll see. Um, uh, but uh, but I, I do think there are some teams interested. I've wondered about you guys. Uh, I, I think that that's – I don't know that you guys have made an offer or anything like that for him, but I, I, I could see the Oilers having some interest in him as a player. Don't forget, Taves controls it. And so um, he's got the say on where he ends up. Elliot, I wanted to uh, just ask you about I, on your 32 thoughts. You threw it out, and and I I got up and and I yelled at my computer, uh, <laughs> looking at it in a good way. I was in in agreement with you, and I was just happy that somebody finally said it uh, about the the kicking motion rule uh, that the WHL in 2016 went to the you can. You can direct the puck, kick it, whatever, as long as it's not in the crease, anywhere outside of the crease, and why the NHL hasn't gone to this way. And and I saw it with my own eyes and lived it for some seasons. It mm-hmm. takes the total subjectivity of that rule out of the mix, makes it much easier for the referees, absolutely. Uh, do you think there's any traction? Could that ever happen? I think the only thing, Cam, is that the players, like, we've seen some, like, I mean, you guys lived in Edmonton with yep. Evander Kane, right? Like, uh, I, I, right now, the way the players cut their, or sharpen their blades, um, it's, like, it's, it's unbelievable how sharp they are and how dangerous they are, and I just think they don't want guys kicking. 
I would love like like I thought that goal that I was talking about the one with Bob McMahon in Toronto I didn't like the fact that that didn't count like he was trying to kick it to his stick and it it hit Olimata and went in and like to me that's a goal that should count it was outside the crease and he wasn't trying to kick it in like I, I to me that's a goal but they didn't count it letter of the law it was right um, so and I, I got credit to Joey Kenward he was the guy who told me about that rule and I really liked it I, I would love to see it, Cam, but I know what the argument is. Like, we're getting too many skate cuts as it is, and we just don't want any more. No, I understand that, the safety issue for sure. But you can kick the puck anywhere else on the ice. You know, and it, you know what I mean? To, to a teammate, to uh, if your stick is tied up or if you don't have a stick. Up against the board. Yep. Sure. The it's not battle. like it doesn't happen is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're, you're totally like, Cam, I, I, wish, I, I would love to see us find a way to do it because I'm pro goals. I want goals. I think we need to see more goals. So anything that shows more goals, uh, I'm all for it. Agreed. And I'm also pro uh, better equipment that can eliminate as best as possible skate cuts because I don't ever want to see that again. Yeah. No, no, nobody. I can tell you that yeah. like nobody does. Nobody yeah. wants to see exactly. that. Exactly. And, uh, and, and I do think they're, they're trying to see if there's a way they can make it mandatory. Elliot, go find yourself a lemon tea, okay? <laughs> thanks very much, guys. All right, really thanks, Elliot. Appreciate your time. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers. For our friends at Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty, visit abesdoor.ca. We'll remind you right now as well, some guests of the show receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. My mama's coming to town next month you know where we're going for dinner. We're, uh, we're a couple minutes away from the top of the hour, so let's step out. We'll come back. Brendan and Cam with you on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. That's DXL on the other side of the glass, spinning what has turned into... Rave track Friday. So. The Friday dance party, yeah, baby. We're having a dance party. The Canucks and Oilers will be well, squaring off tomorrow night, won't they? Right here on these very airwaves. 8 o'clock puck drop, 6.30 for your City Ford face-off show. Remind you as well, we're heading back to sunny California this April with New West Travel. Fly to L.A. and Anaheim to watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel hockey package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott L.A., lower bowl tickets for both games and a welcome reception with Bob and special guests for the California hockey package call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com I agree with you Cam in that the spirit of that rule stop taking goals off the board there's nobody who's buying a ticket to see a goal get taken off the board if somebody is talented enough to redirect the puck into the net off of their skate then by God, that should stand. Or headbutt it in. I've seen the Sedin twins yeah. get, get uh, goals taken away for that kind of thing. Just, you know, if we want. And offense is going up in the league without tweaks like that. However, could always improve. Yeah, we could always improve. I, I remember uh, Trey Fix Wolanski of the Edmonton Oil Kings getting one from a, almost above the top of the hash marks. In what wasn't, it wasn't like a blatant kick but but certainly a a solid redirection 
And because the rule at that point had been changed, it was a goal. And there was no arguing. There was no, you didn't have to review anything. It was just, it was, it was obvious. And that's what it was. Trey's having a great season. And, uh, well, the, uh, the, Columbus Farm System, yeah. Cleveland Monster, yeah. I believe, is what they're called. Yeah, he's been up and down a couple times this year. All right, uh, we will connect with senior editor of the Athletic NHL, Israel Fair. He's based out of Vancouver, does some uh, radio work for Sportsnet 650 as well. We got to get uh, more info on the Canucks, and we've even had some stuff breaking as this show here has been going along. So we'll send it off to Eileen for the headlines, and when we come back, it's Israel Fair on Oilers Now.